0: Adam Angst, Apple Cider, the past, present, and future of the Apple Watch, and a whole lot more. This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices After Dark. Uncensored, off-topic, and always off the wall, Mac Voices After Dark is available as a benefit to our Patreon subscribers. Sign up at patreon.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This is part three in a three-part conversation with Adam Angst and the Apple Cider user group. This time around, we talk about the M1 Max and the power they deliver. We talk about where the Apple Watch has been, where it is, and where it's going. Have a little fun with some of the new Zoom settings, and a whole lot more. Let's go right back to the conversation.
1: Yeah, I did an article a while back um, I mean it's really fascinating that the Apple basically went, you know, went big on 5K. You know, I was like, oh, the 5K iMac and and um, and this was, you know, as everyone agreed, it was just gorgeous. And you, there were like 10, 12 other 5K monitors that came out fairly quickly afterwards, and then one by one they all disappeared until all that's left is the LG and, um, that is the, and that is the only 5K monitor you can find, um, which I think is a shame, but, uh, um, you know, because I can see the difference between 4K and 5K, you know,
2: relatively easily. When and a lot of them, a lot of it was targeted at the video professionals again, where you'd have a 4K, just 4K mm-hmm. content. So you'd have your thousand pixels around the outside for your palettes and your tools. Precisely, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's no, that's a, that that was actually helpful. So, so in any event, we'll we'll see. I mean, you know, one never knows with you know with the rumor mill, and you know, and I say with with supply chain issues being what they are, I could see Apple delaying things just because they can't get sufficient quantities of whatever it is um but uh if anyone's going to do it it's going to be apple um they've they've managed to 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 lock up i mean this is the this is the brilliance of tim cook in terms of operations in terms of locking in supply contracts and things like that you can't buy a gm car but uh you can (laughs) you could get a mac
0: and isn't it interesting how how apple's producing their chips their own chips. Now Google has decided. Hey, this is a really good idea. We think oh, we'll yeah. do it too.
2: Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> well, and part of the thing is, is that that Apple has like ninety nine percent of TSMC's production booked for the next ten years. So yep. they're building a new fab. Um, I think was it Samsung was building a new fab too. But that that yep. takes five years and five billion dollars to make. And
1: yep. who knows
2: what we're going to be on then. <laughs> yep.
1: And no, I mean, as a, this i mean we you know I mean, we had a tidbit circle about this, but it was just i mean Apple has done a really good job of navigating um all of these problems, you know everyone's been hurt by them in some form or fashion, but Apple has done better than just about anybody, and you know, and that really sp- Speaks to what Tim Cook has 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 put into place in terms of operations and systems, because you know, the, I mean, the, the entire automobile industry basically said, "Oh, looks like we're not producing anything. Better cancel our chip orders." Well, that was the stupidest thing you could possibly have done, because now they're at the back of the line, and you know, and they've got, I've, you know, someone was telling me, there's, a, Ford has entire parking lots of there's cars, the whole, yeah, the stadium, right, waiting yeah. for chips you know Mm -hmm. built cars waiting for their chips and you know and that didn't have to be because they had those contracts in place they just had to keep
3: them yeah chevy just announced that they are closing most of their factories starting this week for two weeks three weeks a month or who knows because of they can't get the chips
1: Yep. Well, I mean, just goes to show the whole just-in-time concept that was so popular. Turns out it's not very, not very robust.
3: Yeah. Just in time.
2: Maybe we'll go back to carbureted uh, cars with no chips in (laughs) them.
4: Right. I was reading an article about that business with the just-in-time and so on, and and I don't know. The the article claimed that Toyota was the one exception that had actually kept. uh, um, Um. not a backlog, a headlog, whatever,
3: right. of, of chips available.
4: Yeah. The point being with Just In Time that if it's a component that's easily made by some other company in a hurry, right. like plastic and, you know, interior paneling or something like that, fine, just keep a, you know, a more one month supply or something. But the chips that take at least six months to even start making them, am I correct? Um, yeah. No, you don't do that. You keep yourself about a half a year's worth ahead.
1: And, you know, to be fair, what they didn't anticipate with the pandemic was is that the things that would sell like hotcakes were electronics. Right. And so all the chip companies, I mean, we had, it's not like we lost chip manufacturing. Um, We're making as many chips as we ever did. It's just the the demand for them went up hugely in some sectors. And when the car companies dropped their contracts, chip companies like, okay, we're going to make chips for, you know, um, you know, coffee machines and air conditioners and whatever else people are buying. And and, you know, once those things started taking over the assembly lines or the manufacturing lines, then it was too late for the car companies to come back in. Um and and I you might be right about Toyota and I, I small data point. Um my in-laws actually just uh bought a new RAV4. And um and they didn't have to wait, you know, it wasn't on the lot or anything, but it was only a it's only like a month or two, something like that. It wasn't te- it wasn't a terrible, terrible wait. Um and so, you know, at least they are being made, but it was you know like shipped from Japan. I mean, this was not one they made in the US. Uh, so it's possible that Toyota has a little bit better leg up than, than some of the other companies. Yeah. Like, like the, RAV4. I say
3: that cause I have a rail four. That's yeah.
1: <laughs> This is, this one's, this one's my, my parents have an older one. This is a super you know brand new one. And, and it's definitely got lots of chips inside because of the features this puppy has, um, oh, yeah, the feature Mine's that I it. like that I'd never seen before is if you, if you're the person with the key fob in your pocket, you can just. Kind of kick your your foot underneath the rear bumper to open the uh, the hatch.
2: When your yeah. arms are full of groceries, like the commercial shows. I
1: was like, yeah. "What a good idea!" That's I'd not seen that before. So yeah, so any event, but yeah, there's. I mean, these things are computers now. There's no question about it. Um, and uh, and there's a lot a of, lot of processing that goes. And at, on.
2: at every DEFCON now, they've got the automotive pavilion, <laughs> where and uh, and the um, hackathons and. Um, so if you can break into a car, in fact, <laughs> what was, uh, was it last year, two years, two years ago, they showed, um, um, was it a Ford? Yeah, a they took GM. control of one while driving. Yeah, a, a, a remote hack uh, because the cell phone numbers in the OnStar type system were all sequential. And so somebody was able to do a remote control hack um, over the Internet and um, in essence, take full driving control of the car. And they showed it off under controlled circumstances with, with people knowing what they were doing. <laughs> but, um, you know, imagine, you know, that happening when, if you didn't know what was going on, yeah. cause our, our, you know, again, already been TV plots where they've done that.
3: <laughs> well, so folks, in.
2: do we have a topic for tonight? And the question <laughs> is it's, um, getting a little later. We usually take a break about this time for 10, 15 minutes. And then come back. So what are we doing?
1: Well, I'm gonna have to go fairly soon because I've been actually talking since five o'clock. So um but uh um is there is there something specific we would like to cover for fifteen or twenty minutes, maybe? And then and then I could call tonight and people could keep chatting?
2: Well that would be fine too. Um I don't know what was planned tonight. So that's why I'm asking the
1: question. Well, so Tuck and I were talking about this a little beforehand. Um, and obviously we're before Apple's announcements. So, you know, we could talk a little bit about what we're expecting. Um, you know, we did a little bit about what the iPhone 13, Apple watch series seven are the main, the main things that are expected. Um, and obviously, you know, the new operating systems, iOS 15, iPad, OS 15, Mac, OS 12, Monterey, um, and watch OS eight. So, you know, we could go into some of those kinds of things. Um, I mean perhaps the big thing that I would say if I was going to if I was going to kind of kind of bundle it all up into one one kind of one topic rather than going specific is that I've been fascinated this year by how integrated all the features are in previous years we've been able to say here's what's new in iOS here's what's new in iPadOS here's what's new on the Mac and They've been relatively unique. I mean, obviously, iOS and iPadOS are always more the same, but but it's been you know features here, features there. This year, holy cats! It's all just the entire Apple ecosystem gets a feature, and very little has been specific. So, some of the closest things that iPadOS gets some multitasking features that are going to be extremely welcome, and that's you know, makes sense that those are iPad only because nothing else really needs them. Um, and then there's the universal control feature, which allows you to use an iPad as an extended desktop for your Mac. Um, and, and that's actually used tested that on a trip uh, last week um, for the first time works pretty well. Um, it's kind of neat. Uh, there's still a little, I mean, obviously it's a beta, so there's still some bugs, but, um, but yeah, you just it go kind into kind of this,
2: extends the screen sharing. Yeah. Now or uh, no sidecar. Use Sidecar your iPad it's, as a second it's, monitor.
1: It's just yeah, it's it, it's just right into the displays pane. There, it's really easy to use. Um, but what's kind of cool about it, I, I never used Sidecar. I had no no real need for it. Um, but but for Universal Control, it's like the Mac monitor is just like an app. And so you know it's you know it looks like an extended Mac monitor. And Then you push. Oh, I have an I have an iPad Pro with Touch ID, so I push the button on the iPad, and uh, and it goes back to the iPad home screen. And I can switch back to the Mac monitor by just tapping an app in the dock, um, which is kind of neat. So you can switch back and forth between having it be a monitor and uh, an iPad really easily. So those are some of the, like, the unusual like, specific features. But pretty much everything else, like FaceTime gets a whole lot, well, a whole lot more like Zoom, <laughs> frankly. Um, and, but those features are across every one of the platforms. Um, and maybe Shareplay. that's why the,
2: the 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 announcement name is California Streaming. Could be everything everything now streams.
1: Everything now <laughs> streams. I'm a little interested by that because one of the big features that was uh, the feature that was the top of all of the feature pages was um, what Apple calls SharePlay, and the idea was, um, hold me, hear me out here, was that while you're on a FaceTime call with your friends and family, you can all watch a movie or listen to the same music together. And this, in Apple's mind, was apparently a huge feature um, in pandemic world. Um, I'm frankly dubious, but then again, I'm in my 50s. So maybe I don't know. I don't know. I'm not thinking the way, the way the kids think these days. Uh, but, uh, but nonetheless, Apple found that it was too hard and actually officially delayed the feature. So that'll be coming out later this year, they say. I um, have
4: a, I'm sorry. I have uh, a niece who uh, routinely did that uh, with a friend of hers using Skype. Mm-hmm. they would yep. they would do a skype call and watch a movie together i don't know how it worked
1: yeah and i mean i I actually did well with, with some friends we were watching a movie and um and and my friend had like her sister was also watching the same movie but they just synced it up in time i mean like we weren't talking or anything during the movie it was just cuz custom- because that would be rude, uh, <laughs> you know. So we were, you know, it was just like afterwards. You're like, oh, look, we finished the movie at the same time. Now we can talk about it. But it didn't. It didn't need any 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 special uh, special technology. And, and then, you know, I mean, it was, honestly, it was a little odd. So,
4: Well you uh, can't do like MST three K on it or something like that. Where you sit there. Yeah. Y-
1: I think that would be closer to what SharePlay is allowing. Yes. Um
4: <laughs>
3: but, Yeah. Kind I like Twitch be- gaming. Yeah. Right and I'm Dad. not sure I, I I'm
0: not sure I agree because people talk in the movies all the time over you know not in my matter. movies they don't uh, <laughs> we, we go to different movie theaters and I'm coming up <laughs> to your place you go to movie <laughs> theaters wait sorry no. back in the day
1: you know. <laughs> <laughs> no I mean I, I mean I guess yeah seriously like I I literally don't people don't talk in movie theater Snifica. so I, I cannot think of a single time when I've been you know like noticed someone talking you know I mean obviously there might be a comment here or there or someone nudges someone or whatever but like an actual conversation no um, you I know. got shushed for laughing too loud at a <laughs>
0: <laughs> see it's just down in Pennsylvania that it's a problem Chuck I was going to say either you guys are extra polite or we're not polite at all down here I don't know <laughs> you're <laughs> in New York, man, we know how it's.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, you're afraid for, the city. for your Don't life. go down to the city. Yeah, you're afraid uh, for your life.
1: So no, I mean, as I am sure, I'm sure people will 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 like it and use it. um You know, within particularly within certain age demographics, my suspicion is, is they're much more accustomed to interacting in multiple digital channels simultaneously.
4: What um, is the feature called again? It's called Share Play. Okay.
1: And um, that is a, it'll it'll be interesting to play with. I mean, I, I don't. And most of the other FaceTime features that Apple introduced are extremely good. That you know, they're just all what Zoom already has, like grid view, for instance. Um, so you know, like hey, grid view, what a what a concept. Um, although I have to say, well, I'm looking forward. I don't know, Chuck. Maybe you, you could you could switch us into this. Three um, Vermont and state
3: troopers resign for their parts in creating Oop. fake COVID-19. <laughs>
1: um the uh um zoom has a new immersive view which is pretty cool um where it 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 makes everyone you know it it blacks out everyone's background and just puts their 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 body into um a shared like everyone's sitting in an auditorium or everyone's sitting in a coffee shop or something like that if you go to the view menu in the upper right um, it's there. I don't know if you'll get it or not. It turns uh, out it doesn't work if people have two old computers or not a new enough version of
4: Zoom.
2: Well, here uh, we go. Let's see.
4: Great. How do get I get it? I think of-
2: every, everyone controls it themselves, I think.
4: No,
1: the, the host uh, host controls it. Here.
0: Yeah, let me. Okay, I picked it and now say start. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, well, we're all and, that, and we'll see ah! who's got
1: an ah. who's got an old computer or an older version of zoom
0: because
1: yeah. you, you do have to have the new a new enough uh and it looks like yeah. iphone people get uh, get a circle
4: this is like the uh, a live version of the cardboard cutouts in the stadiums
1: yeah i <laughs> mean <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when so glenn fleishman wrote take control of zoom and so this is the first time i was using it was when he was testing it and um and one of the things we found in in testing was it sort of seemed more natural because I mean you, you know like seeing everyone's background you know they're seeing them in their in their rectangle gives you a lot more to look at than just them. Whereas when you just see this person kind of slouching in their seat, you know, well that's you know that's kind of what it's like. And then when someone talks, you don't have to look. You don't have to kind of look for them because everyone's everyone's in the same little area and so you can see them see them see them you know moving more and it yeah, looks Charlie. like
4: what an auditorium would look like at a lecture yeah it has yeah. turned okay. me backwards this is my right hand
1: yes it does that so um does and so that's
4: like why a right hand. Like, no.
1: If, no. I, if i'm going to use my right hand and point to my my right it's mm. pointing to my left on screen yeah yeah
4: which is so this is no but it it, you look like you know, you you look the way you would look looking at you in that situation. Yes. Yeah, yeah, your right is my left and so on. Yeah. So I don't I got it. when we go back to the other I gotta see what happens.
0: <laughs> it, yeah. This this I, is like you're all talking in the movies again. I mean, you know <laughs> only in
4: Pennsylvania, I'm telling you, oh, yeah. Chuck. <laughs> There's something I wanna do before you guys go, if you don't mind. It's a very small thing, but I think it's going to need the other, yeah, there we go. Rick Harrison sent me a, uh, a nice little um, low-tech workaround on that business of showing an image on uh, on uh, Zoom. Uh-huh. Basically, it is to get the image up on my iPad and show the iPad to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> now, my point with this is that, This is about cultural aspects of this child abuse nonsense, you know, which is it's not nonsense. It's real. But the trouble is, it's it's getting very risky to do um, innocent, amusing things with, you know, naked kids. Um, This this kid, of course, is only wearing a watermelon. Um, (laughs) But anyway, it says cyber, cyber ninjas. But anyway, thank you, Rick.
1: Yeah. That's one of the, I mean, that's why, that's why this, in some sense, why this is such a problem, you know, that like that image would be no problem because it's not illegal. It's not going to be in this database of illegal images and get matched. And that's why Apple is trying to do what they're doing as opposed to what Facebook and Google are doing, where someone would see that and have to go, let me look more carefully.
2: Right. So it it, it could get flagged because there's too much flesh tone, Right. Being the, the, shown. So it could be somebody. Right. Naked. The Google,
1: the Google or, or Facebook algorithms would say, would possibly flag that because there's so much flash.
4: Well, um, this, is, this is why I'm thinking that, Steve, if our Facebook stream or our YouTube stream stops at whatever time this is now, you'll know <laughs> why.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're yeah, right. Right. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by our Patreon subscribers and Mac Voices After Dark. Ever wonder what happens before the Mac Voices live shows? Or what happens when the show ends or after the live feed closes? That's where Mac Voices After Dark comes in. If you are a Patreon supporter at any level, you get access to the video of our off-camera conversations. Uncensored, unedited, and always off the wall, it's a small thank you to our Patreon supporters who want to peek behind the curtain. Become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash macvoices. And thanks to everyone who supports the show. It's your <laughs> your yeah. Adam. Before, Adam, before we go, I did want to ask. I did want to hear your thoughts on the Apple Watch.
1: So, as Apple Watch to series. What we 7. Might see. Yes. Oh, yeah, what, um, what will so, we see
0: or won't we see?
1: So the the. the I mean, at this point, we're so close. Rumors are almost certainly true, right? Um, the you know, rumors are one of those things that you know they 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 start to they asymptotically approach reality, um, and uh, and so um, the, the you know, what we're going to likely see is a one millimeter larger size, um, so forty one and forty five millimeters, which a millimeter is pretty darn small. So it's one of those things where you're probably going to Notice the difference when it's side by side with an old one, but probably not when you're just looking at it on its own. Um, and I guess the screen is supposed to be a little flatter and um, have a little bit more room for battery, so possibly a little battery life. Um, other than that, you know, my suspicion is is that the the this year is not a big year to upgrade an Apple Watch. Um, the, there've been a lot of sensors that have been suggested that Apple might do, including body temperature, which strikes me as a, I'm a little surprised they haven't done temperature already. That seems like an easy one. Um, but, uh, but word seems to be that those are being held for 2022. And what's a little too bad about that is when you get some of these, um, uh, more sensors involved, um, you can actually do really interesting things with health analysis. So, um, Temperature is a great way, in in essence, to tell if you're, um, when combined, particularly with heart rate, if you're getting sick, um, you know, (laughs) you may not be running a fever, but if you're running, you know, a degree or two normal, higher than normal, that may be um, enough to say, hey, you might want to take it easy today, um, particularly if your heart rate's subtly elevated as well. And so we haven't seen that kind of thing um, outside of the research studies. Um, Apple's Apple's research studies have shown for, for instance that even, I mean, not Apple's, but specifically, but research studies with wearables have shown that they can actually even even detect COVID ahead of time. So
3: blood, you know, blood sugar is a big one too.
1: Blood sugar is big a big time. one. Um, yeah. And that one's I'm I'm just fascinated by the technology that allows them to figure that out by Pointing cameras at the skin, basically. Um, but yeah, so for anyone who's who's diabetic or perhaps even more importantly pre-diabetic, um, you know that if it can tell you that you've got starting to have issues with your blood sugar, it would be really good to start working on those lifestyle lifestyle changes now, so you don't end up having to take insulin. Um, so I think you some think, of those are going to be really a big deal.
4: Are you saying that that feature already exists?
1: Um, for the blood glucose yeah um the 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 sensors do um whether or not they've been built into they haven't been built into uh into consumer level devices that i'm aware of yet
3: mm-hmm.
1: so i mean they do have continuous glucose monitor patches that, like you can put on and wear for two wear for a couple of weeks um and so they're not i don't I think you still need a prescription for them but um but they're not expensive. They're like 70 bucks or something like that. They've started to become popular um in the uh, elite athletics world. Um as you know, the athletes are always looking for the slightest little advantage in terms of being able to figure out their fueling for a marathon, say. And so monitoring blood glucose might be another data point in that regard. But I think that's going to be a really interesting thing. And that's, I mean the future of the Apple Watch, you know, and this is partly where sort of the privacy stuff comes in, right? You know, we're going to be monitoring ourselves because it's so helpful for our watch to be able to tell us you've got a a blood glucose problem. looks like you're getting sick, all that, but you really, really don't want that information being in the wrong hands. And so it's, you know, it becomes a hard, hard issue to make sure that it's both secure and designed appropriately such that it's not in any way harming you um, in the background. So, um, so yeah. Some, I think. I think it's to sort of sum up, Chuck. Uh, you know, Apple Watch Series Seven will once again be the best Apple Watch Apple has ever made. There will be nothing wrong with buying one. But would I upgrade from an Apple Watch Series Six? Uh, maybe, probably not. Um, I think this is a. This is a five. I have to I can't remember at this point, you know. Um I know my wife has a three and there's and her battery life is starting to fail. And so there's some discussion about uh hand me downs and neck buying the next one. So um but I, I want to say that this is a I wanna say that this is a no this is a this is a I can't remember. I think it's a six. Um uh, because of the blood oxygen. No, it's a five because my son got the six. That's right, because he has asthma and I thought the blood oxygen sensor would actually potentially help him.
4: I don't have an Apple Watch. Do they not have an about display on them?
1: I'm sure it's in there somewhere. Uh, let's see.
3: <laughs> let's go. see.
2: Where, where would that be? That's the, so with the phones. Year Settings? over year, there's improvements, but but almost not enough to justify replacing last year's phone unless you're really you know a technological. I, I want that. Um, but on the watches, Five. by adding the new sensors, mm-hmm. um, when they added the, a- the uh, AFib sensor, that yeah. was a huge reason to upgrade. Yeah. And then they added the blood oxygen sensor. That was a huge reason to upgrade, even over last year's model.
1: Yeah. 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 And so, as I, my, my, the rumors are suggesting that the new sensors are, not, are waiting for next year. So you, know, so this will not be as, as big a one in that regard. Um, so the answer was yes, um, if you go into the settings um, um, about and then uh, general and about you can find uh, which, which right. model you have
3: Yeah.
1: I mean it, it's an think- interesting question, you know like even even to this day, I mean, I, look, I love my Apple watch. I, use it, I wear it all the time, et etc, et etc, but I still feel like you know I could go without it and wouldn't really notice. Um, the main place where I really, really like it and where I think I would notice is I've gotten so fond of it, unlocking my Mac, you know, answering authentication dialogues. And, um, we use the zero, we use the zero, uh, accounting package for our, for our financial accounting. And it has an iPhone app that does two factor authentication to the watch. Um, so whenever I log into zero, I get a buzz on my wrist and it says, are you trying to log in right now? And I say, Yes. And, and, and that's absolutely brilliant. I mean, say counting package, I really would prefer it to be, you know, as two factor and protected as possible. But I also don't want to be fighting with a stupid six, co- you know, six digit code every time I want to log in.
0: Adam, I have to disagree a little bit. Um, about six weeks ago, I ended up with a Bad case of poison ivy on both arms.
1: Oh, you mean like uh, these? Sorry, oh, I, seriously, I got it right now. It's yeah, not poison ivy, oh, but it's something.
0: Oh uh, yeah, and I couldn't wear my Apple Watch, oh. and I was I was kind of shocked at how much I missed it. You did, okay? For, yeah, I really did. I mean, just for, for things like notifications, and I I was missing text messages all over the place because they were no longer appearing on my wrist, and uh-huh. I'm not I, I'm not of the generation that carries the phone around in your hand all the time. So, so like, all yeah. of a sudden yeah. I you know I, 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 I felt I felt hobbled. It, it's an interesting
1: it. it's an interesting question and I should I should probably test it to put my my, uh, my at least my wrist where my mouth is. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, w- it was an interesting social thing that that wristwatches kind of died off so fast yeah. when everyone started having a phone in their pocket to tell the time. And then how fast they came back when the Apple Watch came out. You know, there were, you know, Fitbits were popular, but it really exploded with the Apple Watch with so many different things. I use mine for notifications. Uh, My boss uses hers for workouts. It can do so many different things for different people that it's, it's amazing.
1: Well, and I will give Apple credit also with the Apple Watch is that, I think Andy Anatko has, has, has used the analogy. It's a little, again, a little bit dated. Um, but uh, but you know, um, whereas many companies use sort of a machine gun approach to products, or like, let's just spray at the wall and see what sticks, Apple is more like a sniper picking out something and doing it really, really well. And with the Apple Watch, in some ways, Apple didn't. I mean, the early Apple watch, I mean, they were certain that it was going to be, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, the $17,000 gold one was going to compete with the high-end Swiss watches. No, no, that was a complete failure. It was a terrible (laughs) idea. And it's like anyone could have seen this because no device is going to last for more than three to five years in the tech world before it's painfully obsolete. But that said, and, 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 you know, in Apple, it took them a while to realize the features that people loved about the Apple Watch, fitness and, and health stuff, fitness and health, I mean, like the workout stuff, and then the, the AFib and whatnot. Those are the really big ones. That's really what the Apple Watch is about. And, um, and once Apple realized that, about the Apple Watch 3, I think, um, that's when I think they've, they've been doing, frankly, a really good job um you know every year introducing new stuff whether it's the heart rate monitoring or the afib or the blood oxygen and um you know and this is the kind of this is really really i mean this is magic basically this is technical magic you know to be able to detect blood glucose levels with a camera you know with a with an led i mean that's just that's just craziness um so um, it's, it's a testament to the company being able to do something more than just like, oh, we know exactly what you want, and we're going to give it to you, even if you don't know. Um, they did have to go back to the see what the users actually wanted in this case.
3: Yeah. What about
1: blood about alcohol content? Yeah. <laughs> blood alcohol content. And then it's going to call the cops on you. See, that's yeah. the
2: thing. Or, well, I can yeah. see it tied into your car, so it wouldn't let you drive.
1: So, so actually, so you raise an interesting point, Stephen. This is, this is something that I've also been pondering, which is I'm actually much more perturbed about having my criminal activity um, report it. I'm actually not too perturbed about having it monitored if it's used to nag me. You know, like, like mm-hmm. hey, dude, you really shouldn't be having these photos on your phone. Dude, you should slow down. You know, dude, I'm not going to turn on the car. You know, like, this is a bad idea. I'm actually more okay with that because that's the phone working for me, even if it's preventing the same kind of behavior. I mean, because that then gets into the larger question of, like, well, why do we have why do we have laws? Why do why do we why do we punish criminals? Well, it's presumably to stop the behavior. Well, if you could stop the behavior before it gets to the point of criminal activity, wouldn't that be better? You know, like that seems like a win to me. And so, you know, and I mean, it's, it's it, that makes a much more interesting question to me in terms of, well, okay, Apple is saying, here's the law, we're going to help you stay within it. All right, that seems fair. You know, mm-hmm. I, I certainly wouldn't want to break the law intentionally. Um, and if I did want to break the law intentionally, then... You know, maybe I should be aware that I'm doing it, you know, or something should be telling me that I'm doing it.
4: So I don't some know. That's, new, I think that's an I interesting I think you question. may be getting you into the area of nanny phone. I mean, I'm sorry. Little,
1: you know, for better or worse. So, you know, I mean, my car tells me when I'm driving, you know, the little speed limit thing on the on the screens that goes to red when I'm driving any over the speed limit. So it's some telling like, me the same thing. And I actually s- kind of appreciate that. I don't necessarily drive any slower, but I'm some aware of the new of car's
2: also have like a you're nodding off sensor. So
1: you're not paying uh, attention to you, the Steve. road. Nope. Oh, sorry. This is me.
4: The uh, You're sort of with the watch. You're sort of getting into the good guy with an Apple watch versus the bad guy with an Apple watch. Because, I mean, the whole point that that it would help you behave well is because you care whether you behave well.
1: Right. But a bad guy with an Apple watch, um, if it's just telling him he's, he's being bad, um, well, you know, he presumably knows it already. But... It's a little bit of that kind of societal nudge, right? If, if, you know, like, you know, you really shouldn't be doing this. If it's actually telling you that, maybe that encourages you to not do it.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: let, let's take the driving 100 miles an hour as an example. Um, you know, that's something which it's, it's egregious, you know, that okay, you know, you know, when you drive 100 miles an hour, your car goes or your phone goes, you know, ping, ping, you know, unsafe, unsafe. Well, you know, I mean, you know, that's it's it's impinging upon your freedom to do this, but not in a way that actually gets you in trouble. Um, And maybe it's enough of an encouragement to not do it.
4: Yeah, well, the 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 driver's response is shut up. The cops are chasing me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, has there ever been a high speed chase
2: that has ever worked out well? I mean, seriously, (laughs) not that's been videoed on YouTube. (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm saying, it never
1: works out. I mean, sometimes it works out badly for other people. I mean, you know, like innocent bystanders or the cops or whatnot, but it never works out well for the bad guy.
2: I saw one the other day, a motorcycle um, uh, out, outran the, the police car behind him. And like two minutes later, it goes flying by another police car <laughs> who then pulls out and starts chasing. Him. <laughs> That's if the you just slow said- down in the middle there, you've been fine. The,
1: the, the police have the police have radios and they and they have airplanes. If it has comes to that, you know, I mean, like, come on, this never works out. Don't you people watch TV or YouTube? You should know that it never works out.
2: Yeah, but what um, it's a small jump from that to warning you to actually having it drive the car drive itself to police station. and um,
1: (laughs) well see but if the car can drive itself i mean we've got we're talking robo cars they're going to obey the law anyway so you know so if it's driving itself then it's not gonna it's not going to break the law period so it'll just go where you want and you'll be fine so
2: i I would love a self-driving car that I could get in and say take me home i could read read my book or i could you know nap
1: And, and you don't and you don't care if it drives 55 as opposed to 58 Mm-hmm. right you know you would probably go 58 you know just because um but and if all the go,
2: cars were robots and they all could talk to each other we, they would all go faster
1: yeah wow well, that's that yeah that's a that's <laughs> a whole other thing i yeah. love i love the uh the robo car uh, stuff there's a guy named brad DeLong um who writes about this um if you ever are interested not brad DeLong. um Brad DeLong's a different Brad. Um, I'm blanking on his name. I'll figure it out. But, um, but he writes about uh, RoboCar stuff. And um, um, uh, it's, it's just um, Brad Templeton. That's what it is. Um, and it's just fascinating, though, the amount of progress that's being made and yet still the, the hurdles to overcome, many of which are societal or regulatory. I mean the the technology is pretty good, um, and these questions come up within when does the technology get good enough that we're okay with the other sides of it? I mean, we let teenagers in cars for God's sakes; they are horrible drivers. You know, I mean, you know, we're you know Waymo and you know the other self driving cars are probably better than teenagers are easily now, but you know, still we're still concerned about letting the car be in, be in charge.
2: I remember reading about a, a case where. Um- a uh, self-driving car got stuck in a lane, a blocked lane, and couldn't move over because nobody would let it in. And yep. being being yep. being a safe car, it wouldn't move over until there was a spot. So they had so, to rewrite the software. So you should just pull out a little bit; someone <laughs> will probably let you in.
1: So Malcolm Gladwell actually um, went and tested the Waymo cars in Chandler, Arizona, wherever it is. They're they're live. And what he discovered was fascinating is that the cars will, of course, cede to pedestrians. So in a world full of robo robo cars, pedestrians can walk anywhere without fear of being hurt. So you'll just cross the street whenever you want and all the cars will stop for you. Unless Which, there's
2: two pedestrians over here, and then it will hit you because it's less than hitting well, two. So,
1: but so it's, <laughs> but it's, it's an interesting problem because, you know, because in essence, the pedestrians could shut the cars down by just refusing to move in essence, or there being too many of them. So, so again, there's some interesting, interesting issues we're going to, we're going to run into when when Robo cars become a real thing. Um, but uh, that, that said in Ithaca where, you know, it's, you know, everything's spread out. We're not going to have an issue I'm, I'm signing up as soon as, as soon as they've got them uh, particularly because you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 53 now. So, you know, I figure by the time they're taking my license away, I damn well want a Robo car. Uh, <laughs>
4: Obviously, the the Uber out in Arizona that killed that woman with a bicycle was not up to that level yet. I, I,
1: no, and the safety driver wasn't even paying attention. I mean, that was lost
4: where it said to don't break till you see the whites of their eyes.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, Uber Uber is also not a company that you want to put in your put your put your uh, safety
2: trust in. No, uh, then <laughs> you look on the other side of that equation. How many people die in regular car accidents? per mile um, versus how many people have died in self-driving car
4: accidents well that's well, the I mean, argument is that it overall yeah, it would be safer
2: yeah yeah i mean
1: the the problem is i mean there's there's actually pretty good statistics on this and um i forget what the number is you know like even just not even die but just accidents i believe the average uh i think that i think a driver human drivers have a, have an, an on average an accident once every hundred thousand miles and so the robo cars. I mean, they know what they have to hit. And I, I believe they're better than that already, except for the fact that, um, you know, it's all in controlled situations. So you you
3: see, you see on the news uh, a lot or in different articles on the internet uh, about the Tesla's that um, get in accidents and things like that. Uh, And they really heighten the, okay, look, see, it doesn't work, you know, and, but if you really take, like you said, take the whole, yeah. um, the whole gamut, it's probably safer than you know uh, people driving cars. And most, not, of the and Tesla- I think a lot
2: of, te- especially Tesla, a lot of that was a marketing issue. Yeah. They should not have called it autopilot because yeah. it isn't.
1: It isn't, and and a number of the ac- Tesla accidents have been people being stupid with the autopilot. You right. know that, it, So there's again the Brad Templeton guy mm-hmm. I was referring to talks about. The different levels of self-driving, um, um, and Tesla is not at level five. Is the fully autonomous, um, and Tesla's not there. They're 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 not even. I only think they're at four. I forget what I forget what the exact definitions of each one is. But um, you know, like our 2015 Subaru has cruise control where it can follow follow people at the right speed. And things like that, you know. So I mean, that's that's I forget two or three. And so we're we're working our way there. But you have to know what their limitations are. You know, like the Subaru can follow just fine, um, but you know it it's not going to like it's not going to be able to handle handle the turning or changing lanes. It doesn't do that. You know, some of the other some of the newer cars can actually do some of that. So it's just a matter of time, and hopefully the you know, the, the coverage of these things will be real about, yes, this accident happened. Here's why. You know, the person was in the back seat instead of in the front seat where they were supposed to be with their hands on the wheel. Um, and then super strange things happened,
2: you know. Even, even I mean, when, the, yeah, yeah. when the first cruise controls came out, there were stories about people who misunderstood what it did. And, and <laughs> the, the apocryphal story about the guy in the motorhome that went in the back to make a sandwich because it was on cruise control. But yeah, I remember, precisely. I remember years ago, uh, f- f- some country in Europe—I forget what, what, which one it was—they they were working on something they called the auto train, which was a special lane Germany, they yeah. set aside where you had like you had a thing on the back of your car, and it would the car behind you would follow that thing, and so you could get eight or ten cars, you know, however many yeah. cars you wanted in this train in this special lane, going extra fast. Because the cars were all talking to each other, um, yeah. and then if one car peeled off, then the rest of them you know, would clump back together again, and only the yeah. first car in the train actually had to have the steer.
1: Well, and and you know, and actually, there's also huge fuel fuel advantages to that because you're drafting, yeah. um, so because they could drive much more closely together and things like that. But well. We, should, we could go on like this for hours, um, but I actually haven't had dinner yet. So I'm actually getting kind of hungry.
4: <laughs> thank you very much.
1: Uh, it's been great, great talking with everyone. Yeah, thank, yes, you, and th- thank you,
0: Adam, Chuck. Thank, thank you, Adam. For thank you. both of you for yeah. coming for a meeting this month.
4: Yeah, yeah. interesting yeah. Thank as always. Honoraries.
0: Visit MacVoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page